Welcome everyone to our Mother's Day service. It is so fantastic that you've been able to join us today. Now, I wanna say a massive shout out to all the ladies out there, because today it's about you. And I really hope that someone in your bubble has made you feel super, super special today. I also wanna acknowledge that today is not always easy for everyone. There may be some of you out there today which makes today a really hard day and perhaps you've lost a mum or maybe you've lost a child or perhaps your relationship with your mum or even your daughter or your son is not quite what you would want it to be. Or perhaps for you today is hard because being a mum is one of your greatest heart's cries. Well, we wanna say to you today that we love you We're thinking of you, we're standing right there beside you. And today is really, it's a reflection of motherhood in all its shapes and sizes and all the different ways that it enters into our world. And so we just wanna honour every woman out there, every girl out there uh, sitting in their living rooms watching today. We wanna say that we love you and we wanna pray God's blessing over you. So let's pray before we get into the Word today. Father, we thank You that Your presence is in every room, every person watching this, Lord. You have called them here for a purpose and a reason, and I pray You would speak into their hearts today. Lord, we lift up every woman and we celebrate them today. God, we honour them. We pray Your blessing over them. And God, I pray that as I bring the Word today, that You would speak to us in Jesus' Name. Amen, amen. Well, I wanna speak to you today from the theme of where the wildflowers grow. Because wildflowers are one of those good things that grow in really unexpected places. In fact, in preparation for this message, I did a bit of research into where wildflowers grow. And would you believe that wildflowers actually grow anywhere and everywhere? They really do grow in all different environments. They grow in wet environments. They grow um, where there's lots and lots of water, where the soil is really moist. They also grow in shady environments. They grow like on the forest floor, all those creepy crawly wildflowers. They grow under the shade of massive trees. They also grow in wide open meadows where they're completely exposed to the sun and all of the elements. They grow on cliff faces. They grow on roadsides. They grow in forests. They grow in bush. They grow near water. They grow away from water. They grow in the shade, out of the shade. Guys, there are even some wildflowers that grow in the snow. Just incredible. And the interesting thing that I think, that, that we often think, is that there is this formula. There is a certain way that things have to be. And if things aren't lined up or the boxes aren't always ticked or things aren't just perfectly so, then growth won't take place. And yet the wildflower speaks a very different story. The wildflower is this perfect picture of how in every season, under all and any environments, there is potential for something beautiful to grow. One morning, uh, it was, I think, about the three or four week mark of lockdown. I can remember sitting at our dining table and I had my Bible open, attempting to get into um, a quiet time with God. And I was surrounded by my children and the dog and the house was an absolute mess. The noise was escalating. And I found myself 
longing for days gone by. Anybody with me out there today? I was picturing and remembering the days when I would give my kids breakfast, pack their school bag, get their school uniform on, push them out the door and wave them goodbye for six hours as I got peace and quiet in my home. I just longed for those moments of serenity in our house again. Nonetheless, I got into my Bible reading and I read these words in Jeremiah chapter 29. Uh, Verse 28, I read this. It says, The exile will be long. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat their produce. And I got stuck on these words, I have to tell you, as I realised just how relevant they are for you and I in the, the circumstance that we are in right now. See, I love that this is God's encouragement to a group of people who found themselves in a place I don't think they wanted to be. Does that sound familiar to somebody today? See, the Israelites had been exiled. They had been taken from their homeland and they'd been exiled into a place called Babylon. It wasn't what they planned for. It wasn't where they wanted to be. It was an uprooting of everything that they knew and loved and taking them into a very uncertain season. And God's instruction to them at this time was this, build homes and plant gardens. You see, God knows that even when we are in a season we don't want to be, it is possible for growth and fruit to come from that place. And that's what I wanna speak to you about today. I want to speak to you about fostering growth in your life in this season. And the first thing I wanna say to you is this, where you find one wildflower, you find many others. Where you find one, you find others. You see, the thing about wildflowers is that they don't grow alone, do they? Wildflowers, when you see wildflowers along the side of the road or, or, or on a cliff face, you see one and you see that they're also surrounded by others. And I think God's intention for you and I is the same. He doesn't intend us to grow alone. No, He intends for us to grow surrounded by other people. And if I could just speak to those fabulous women that we're honouring today, Ladies, isn't it so true that often as mums, as wives, as sisters, as friends, we spend a lot of our lives doing stuff for others. And yet I think that God wants to remind us today that His intention for us is that we actually do life with others. See, in Hebrews 10 verse 24, it says this, 24 and 25, it says, discover creative ways to encourage others, to motivate them toward acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together. That's a good word for our season right now. As some have formed the habit of doing, listen to this, because we need each other. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day dawning. Church, we need each other to help each other grow. Would you give me permission to speak plainly to you for just a moment? See, I think what we really need is a farting friend. 
Yes, I just said farting in church. We need a farting friend. You and I, hold with me for just a moment. You need a friend in your life who knows the things that you are trying to hide from the general public. You need someone in your life who's okay with you seeing them at your lowest of lows. You need someone who's gonna journey with you in the good seasons and in the more difficult ones. Anyone can be there in your victories, but it's who you allow to be with you in your valleys that will determine how you grow. Why? Because when you position yourself to grow next to someone else, you are inviting them to speak into your situation and your circumstance. And the question that you and I have to ask ourselves today is this, will they speak life? Are the people that I've positioned myself to grow next to, will they challenge my negative attitudes? Will they allow me to wallow? Or will they pick me up and dust me off and get me going again? Will they cry with me? Or will they be gone at the first sight of trouble? Will they be straight with me when my thoughts don't line up with the Word of God? Will they draw me toward kingdom thinking? Will they stir up trouble? Or will they speak to me from the Word of God? Will they tell me what I need to hear or only what I wanna hear? Will they cut off gossip and stop it from going further than them? Or are they the first in line for the Chinese whisper? In Proverbs 27, verse 17, it says these words. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Look, church, this is why we don't stop going on about small groups. And we keep pestering you about getting into small groups, even in this season. And and we wanna encourage you to keep Zooming or doing whatever it is you do, because we know that there will come a day when you are going to need someone to look straight down that screen at you and say to you, you're gonna be okay. You are going to be okay. And the question I wanna ask today is what is God growing in you that He could also be growing in someone near you? Because wildflowers, they grow together. Where you find one, you find many others. God never intended us to do life growing alone. The second thing I want you to know today is this. There is nothing neat and tidy about wildflowers. You know, I read an email from our school principal, um, Mr. Murray Burton. He sent out an email to all of the parents before homeschooling started. And he said these words. He said, you don't have to be your best self in this season. Oh, oh, can I tell you, we all breathe this great sigh of relief as we realised, you know what? It's okay sometimes not to be okay. We don't have to be hashtag living our best life all the time. You see, I think you and I can be tempted sometimes to try and hold it all together, don't we? We can try and and make it seem like we've got it all sorted out. See, I'm the kind of person that likes things neat and tidy. I'm the kind of person who likes my life in neat and tidy piles. And I have the tendency in in situations and circumstances that are uncertain, I have the tendency to try and hold all those neat and tidy piles together. And I will desperately try and keep them all together, even though the whole world around me is being tipped upside down. But can I tell you something today? I think the growth the growth that you need in your life 
is not found in the neat and tidy moments. No, the growth that you need, the greatest growth that is gonna come in your world is actually found on your messiest days. Jeremiah 18 verse three says, So I went down to the potter's house and I saw him working at the wheel. But the potter, but the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as seemed best to him. Then the word of the Lord came to me. He said, Can I not do with you, Israel, as the potter does, declares the Lord? Like clay in the hand of a potter, so are you in my hand. Can I remind you today that you and I are simply clay? in the potter's hand. And it's really good for us to remember that clay and pottery is messy business. There is nothing neat and tidy about it. It's not clean, it it is messy. In fact, pottery being clay in the potter's hand takes trust, it takes vulnerability, it takes welcoming all of our weaknesses, it takes letting go of control. I have something I really need to confess with you today. Some days at home, Steve makes the bed. But I've got to confess that most days I remake it after he's left the room. I do, I can't help myself. I just, I, I just, uh, I, I remake, he's made it, I just remake it again because I just can't trust that he's done the job properly, that he's done it like I think it should be done. And I, kind of reckon, I want to put it to you today that maybe you and I are like that in our lives. Maybe you and I carry this mentality and we struggle to trust God with the details. We struggle to surrender control to the potter. We struggle with this idea that maybe God's plans are better than ours. And sometimes if it's not going according to the plan that we have, we think we have to take back control and do it all ourselves. We spend so much time trying to figure things out, trying to work out how that's gonna happen or how that's gonna happen or how that's gonna play out in the process. It's what the Israelites did all the time. They complained and they moaned and they grizzled and grumped whenever the plan wasn't going how they thought it should go. And yet it was actually in those seasons when the plan wasn't going how they thought it should go that they had absolutely no choice but to trust God, to trust God with their provision, to trust God with their protection. They had to, in that season, learn total dependency on Him. And I think what God is trying to say to you and I in this season is, when are you gonna trust me? When are you gonna trust me even though it looks messy? When are you gonna trust me even though you can't control the outcome or you can't control or know all the variables? When are you going to trust me to bring good things out of unexpected places? The the third thing that I want you to know today, the third thing is this, wildflowers aren't planted by people, they are planted by God. There are some things that God wants to do in your life that only He can do. He wants to bring some only God moments into your circumstance. 
and the growth that He wants to bring to you, even though it's messy and even though it's unsettling and even though we aren't where we want to be, the growth taking place in you, can I remind you today, is actually God's gift to you. And I think if each of us could just hold on to that truth and remember that growth is God's gift to us in the wild. You know, I think one of the greatest miracles of God is that He seems to always take something that looks completely impossible and He turns it around and brings about a miraculous outcome. Scripture is full of opposite and contrasting miracle moments. And it's what I love about the way that God works. See, Scripture speaks about rivers on barren heights, about pools in the desert, about springs in dry land. It speaks about trees growing in the wilderness and treasures from the darkness. It talks about riches from secret places. It speaks about being not hungry or thirsty in the, scorch, in the scorching heat, not thirsty in the desert. It speaks about liberty for the captives, healing for the brokenhearted, comfort for the mourners, beauty for ashes, festivities instead of mourning, splendid clothes instead of despair, the things that were meant for desolation. God redeems to be overflowing with fruitfulness and life. And He is still doing it in your life today. You can find power even in your pain. You can find a gift amidst your grief. There is grace in the grind. You can find solace in the suffering. There is an ease in your ache, a treasure in your trial, a promise despite your problem and a miracle amidst your mess. Could it be that God is going to bring about a miracle so contradictory to nature, so opposite to your physical circumstance, so opposite and contrasting to your current reality, that when you tell your story, you can only but say, it was only God, it was only God who could have brought this about. I'm coming to a close now, but I just wanna say, that as we move through this journey and, and as we get to a bit of a time where really we don't know what's ahead, we don't know what next month will look like, we're in unknown territory right now. But I believe that God is going to take your circumstance and your life right now and He is going to work something even greater into fruition. Now you may look at your life and your life may look very different to how you hoped it would at this stage. And you may be looking at your world and you may be thinking, I don't know how good could ever come from this. But I want to declare over each and every one of you that our God is already writing His restoration miracle into your story. And I believe that what has been lost to you this year will pale in comparison. It will be matchless when compared to the fruit 
and the blessing that He is going to bring into your world in the coming years. I believe most importantly that the miracles and the turnaround story and the redemption plan that He has got to you is gonna be so big. It's gonna be so contrasting to what the world tells us it will be. I wanna declare that there's gonna be fruitfulness and favour over your life. It'll be a testimony of such miraculous provision that when you speak to your friends, when you speak to your family, family, when you meet somebody new and they hear your story, they can only declare that the goodness and the power and the glory of our God. Come on, let's be believing church for something that only God can do in your life. Because if it's only God who can do it, then it's only Him who can get the glory. I don't know what you're walking through. I don't know what your season or your life or your bubble looks like right now, but I would love to pray over you. I would love to pray and declare God's fruitfulness and favour even in a season we don't want to be. Come on, church, let's pray together. Father, I thank You that You know every single story. You know their journey. God, You know and see into every home and every heart. And I pray right now that Your presence would draw around them. And God, I declare, I declare that You are beginning to write a miracle story into their world. God, I declare provision over finances right now in Jesus' Name. Lord, I ask for a turnaround story in this circumstance. God, I thank You that what the enemy meant for evil you turn around for good. God, I thank You that even what looks impossible, we know You can bring about something quite beautiful and fruitful to that circumstance. Right now, Lord, we just hand over control to You. God, we say we trust You through every season. And we ask all of this in Jesus' mighty Name. Amen, amen. I wanna do one more thing before I let you go today. You know, you may be out there and this may be your first time watching our online service, or perhaps you've been watching for a little while now, or maybe you once were a church person, but if you're honest, you'd say that you've just walked away from Him, but something about this season has brought you back into the room today. I just wanna speak to you for a moment and let you know that God loves you. And you may have walked away from Him, but He has never walked away from you. He loves you and He's got a plan and a purpose for your life. The truth is that sometimes we do go our own way. We turn from His ways and we walk our own way and we invite sin to come into our life. And that sin, it separates us from God and it means that we can no longer be in relationship with a holy and perfect God now or in eternity. But God so loved us. His greatest desire is that He would be in relationship with us. And so He sent His Son, Jesus. He sent His Son, Jesus, to die a sinner's death, to walk a perfect life and then die a sinner's death on a cross to take the punishment that you and I deserved so that we could come back into relationship with God. The Bible says, if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth, then we are saved. I'm gonna pray a prayer in just a moment. And I'm gonna invite you to pray it along with me to pray that prayer, to confess with your mouth. You know what? When we do that, we receive forgiveness from God. We receive hope for our today.
and a future in Him. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank You for going to the cross for me. Thank You that You took the punishment that I deserved. I ask for Your forgiveness today. I turn my life around and I turn to You. I ask that You would come in, make me brand new today. Thank You that I have a purpose and can start a new life with You. I choose this day to follow You. In Jesus' Name, Amen, Amen. Can I just say, we're so proud of You and we think that is the best decision that You could ever make. And we believe there is a celebration going off in heaven right now. Thank you, church. Have a fantastic Mother's Day. Be blessed.